Welcome to Real Estate 2020, a podcast series hosted by the minds behind the Seabach team, Realty One Group's number one realty group, where Principal Jeff Seabach and partner Phil Sexton divulge the backstory where you find out what it's like to be in meetings with one of the top teams in the country selling over $150 million over the past 12 months. We're trying to use the limited words that we have in the best way possible. So why even mention buy, right? So let's talk about sell. And then do we want to help brand Beth? No. No. Fuck. We missed it. Right? We want to brand Seabock team. We want Seabock, Seabock. So we need to say Seabock, spell Seabock, have the URL be Seabock as much as we can for our own branding. So you're going to see the ads change. And our pitch is that we sell houses for top dollar. And we say we sell houses for an average of 5% more, or for 5% more than the average agent. And what they said is you've got to quantify that for people. Because 5% more, they don't automatically go, that's $20,000 on a $400,000 house. So you've got to say that in your ad. So what you're going to hear is the Seabock team, you know, that Beth used, she's going to still say, give us the endorsement that she used us, but um, sell their houses on you know, for 5% more than the average agent. And on a $400,000 house, that's $20,000 difference. I know a lot of you listening have a realtor friend that you use, but for $20,000, isn't it a good idea to get a second opinion? Visit cbach.com, S-I-B-B-H.com, right? Better. And so we're now uh, two hours in on Wednesday, and I was like, Jeff, I'm good, right? Like, should we just go gamble now? The conference hadn't even started, really. It was just these side conversations. And honestly, uh, the more we are attending these things and getting exposure with these guys that are doing a bunch of business, I think that it's becoming more helpful, direct implementation into our business. And so right there, as I email off Katie and Jared and uh, the iHeartRadio people that were here with Beth, uh, we got our ads updated. So if you guys listen, we expect that change. We want to see action, Morgan. We're not waiting a year, Morgan just to give you that answer, is I, we don't have a budget to wait a year at the cost that it is to see a return. Well, that's just without a budget. I think that's so then just keep adding that. It's going to be like, that, that's crap. Yeah, okay, but it was from Mark Spain that told us that. Oh, it wasn't from KTZ Sales. It wasn't KTZ Sales. No, KTZ Sales, um, they don't know our industry. And so that's why we went buy and sell like that. That's why we did a couple of things that were suggested by them, as opposed to reaching out to these guys and hearing what they suggested. But it's also, once you have something, whatever it is in your marketing, once you have a flyer created, it's a lot easier to pick that flyer up three weeks after you created it and adjust it, right? Then if you're just coming with, uh, let me create this out of scratch. Creating things out of scratch is never the, the it doesn't, it's, it's hard to get that be correct the first version every time, right? I mean, at least to me, like, you had a great event with your Halloween pumpkin giveaway, but the postcard that you sent, I think, it was so text-heavy that if you focused on one thing on that, like, it's so much easier to edit that than to come up with it out of thin air, right? So that's why a lot of times when we're pushing you guys, it's to start doing, start mailing your database. Is it going to be great? No. But is it easier to edit something that you previously sent? Yes, absolutely. And you're going to hear more about that today because I think that we're going to start to do more uh, easy button options for communication with your business, with your clients. So um, I actually met with Lisa yesterday, who is the newest member of the CBOC team, right? Welcome to the party, Lisa. Thanks. And I told her that she could. Oh, come on.
the last person that came in with the existing regime, if you will. Because moving forward, we're going to require that people come in with a 100-person database if you want to get into the room. And we need your 100-person database to mail that introductory letter. Because when we did it for, is Shauna in the room? Uh, when we did it for Shauna, when we did it for Rui, it at least forces the, I have those names and addresses in a system. They then get a piece of mail that talks about the branded CBOC team. I mean, leveraging the CBOC team, I think, I hope, is why you guys are here. Does anybody not leverage the CBOC team in your business? Cool, right? Because you're on the number one, number one team in the Valley, August of 2017. Should be words that are coming out of our mouth on a more regular basis when we're talking about what we do and why we're different. So. Okay, so today we got three things for you. One, uh, the vision. Two, execution. And three, business plan. So did we, has everybody got that in front of them? So um, we're going to get to it. But we started last week with business plan. Um, but part of it is, is you know, thinking bigger gets you to do more. Because too often or not, we're stuck within ourselves in uh, limiting where we can go and where we're going because we don't see past the one deal in front of us. Right? So um, today we're gonna talk about we're gonna start talking about leverage. We're gonna get to that after. But the idea like in 2010, in 2009, 2011 when I was planning my, uh, like each quarter I would put my deals on a, a little chart, um, and then for the quarter I would go into the quarter, I knew that if I could get five deals, that it would actually turn out, like when I would look back then at that quarter, it would usually turn into seven or eight. Right, like so it's a, it's a mindset of abundance. Right? So it kind of gets you to chase the one deal a lot harder because everything that we do inside the CBOX system is about leveraging what you do to generate more deals. Even though it looks like it's not going to be a deal itself, it's how we turn that deal into one and then that deal into another. For instance, um, we're rolling out a thing that's going to be mentors and mentees. And there's a lot of scuttlebutt on both sides and how are we going to make more business. And we always think of, okay, well, there's no way. I mean, for me, this was my struggle last year was because at that point, we were not letting agents list CBOC leads. We weren't even letting them go on their own. Every lead went to me because I was like, me, 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 I'm the best, right? No, I was thinking that, well, we'll never convert more deals. <clears throat> Though. You said no, but you meant yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean I said no? <laughs> Forget it. Okay. So, but, so this year we, we were like, you know what, I, I got to open my mind up. Like, we have to teach every CBOC person in here how to do more, more listings. Because what it was is when I looked at all of the deals that the agents were listing, you know, the top of the person was a lease and she had I wasn't confident that we could turn everybody into a listing agent here. And then, but then we just said, F it, let's chase this. Um, so last year I listed 55 million, this is 100 houses. Um, and as of this morning, because now we're changing this, where we're teaching agents how to 
listed the CBOC way, but I mean, I have a, a certain process. Um, can we scroll down to that process? We're going to look at that a little bit deeper, a little further, a little further, right? So, hey, right, meaning uh, we mail our database, we do a buyer letter, we, get, we do a sign call, then we do a CMA, then we do a CMA2, right? Like, this is the process, what I call the, the CBOC way of listing more houses. The more that we follow this process, meaning that every time you meet somebody that owns a house and is talking about real estate, they need to get a CMA, right? Like this is what has led to $55 million in listing business, but also where I was capping myself, right? So um, I was trying, we're trying to teach this process to everybody in here because um, it wins and it wins a lot. Um, I think of the lead that, uh, let's see, Hope Cop, is she in here? No, okay, so Hope. Good, we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, she did great, she did great, right? So we sold a house to the Barths. It was, a, it was from a, I sold a house to a girl in Greyhawk, right? Like, so uh, we mailed her and we get a lead. It's down in Chandler, we sell her a new home. We continue to mail that database this all comes together at the end of your computer. But we mail the database, and then um, because they were a past client, we get to relist that house four years later. Right? So, but because we don't walk into that listing appointment, we don't just go, okay, let's list your house as is. Right? We actually still follow the, the non-competitive passive grace, do a stage here, we still um, get them to, to list at the right price range. Uh, we added we fixed up the house, putting 10 grand in. We did a video, and then we offered 3% commission to the buyer's agent. So we, because we follow this process, we get a sign call, which we have synonymously sucked at up until this point. We're going to get way better at it because now we're on top of leads. But the sign had Hope's name on it, right? So she answers the call. And she sets up a listing appointment, which she did great because it was speed to lead. She answered the call. She set up the appointment. We go out there. And when I get to there, he's like, Mike told me about you guys, how you're different. Right? That's what I'm talking about in one turns into two. Right? Like, that, like I thought it was a random sign call. He's like, no. He's like, I, I knew Mike. Right? Like, I know Mike. He's my neighbor three doors down. Right, we were sad they're moving to Texas. He's, I said, did you know that we you know, changed our carpet out, that we added grass to their house, that we painted it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, basically, that's why I'm in this listing appointment, because he's got to sell his mom's house for top dollar. Again, it's the whole idea. And traditional realtors, when they list the houses, they would, I want to list it, they would tell them to clean up, refer them to a couple people, and then list it as is. This is not what we do, but it gets a lot more referrals, right? Because the, the whole idea today in talking about leverage, we'll go back to the top, is that in traditional realtors, when they think of a house, it's just like, I, I you know, I have commission breath. Like, I want to get it listed as soon as possible. I want to get it up on the market, right? I'll list it at any price. Like, we're not shaping that idea uh, as much as we can. And then therefore, they get 15 deals. They, they, they transact 15 houses throughout the year and it leads to 15 deals. But when we follow this process, it's the um, how we turn 20, because when you chase the 15 deals harder, 
that leads to a little more, and then ultimately um, gets you from 15 to 30 is the way I look at the math on that. I mean, it's, um, I look at it, was it last night I went on a listing appointment with Lisa Constantino, right? So how does this look a little different, right? So um, it's learning to leverage, right? So you and Phil were working on a lead, and the Mr. was working with a different agent. Ron, Ron still wanted to buy a house, okay? This is the, the idea of leverage, meaning that, so Sharon, what did we do for Mr. Key to know he had a realtor? We offered to help him find an unlisted house. And yes, absolutely. Damn, you're good. <laughs> 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 right. oh, yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. He said their friend was their agent. Right. And when their friend says, or when they say their friend is their agent, I have a hard time getting past that hump. Yes. The I have a realtor hump. The so convincing I have a realtor hump, we couldn't move past it. And so I said, can I call him? And you said to me, is this just fun for you? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, he said yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoy what I do. Right? I enjoy the game. He has a realtor, that's okay. I, I can still provide value to people that have a realtor. Like there's still a leverage opportunity in these people, right? And so I called Ron and was he excited to hear from me? No, not at all. He was like, he, he had more. Don't, stop, no, we're good. Just looking, didn't want it, don't, hang up on me. Like, please, get off the phone. Battle, battle, right? No, it's okay, dude. We're fine. We just come across more listings. We come across opportunities. Um, what is it though? Are you? Do you like Belamonte better than Villages at Aviano? Because you're still trying to turn it, real, right? Turn it. Fair enough. Then, yeah, he was like, yeah, we like Belamonte. So then, what did you do? So we sent a buyer letter. And how many calls did you get? Uh, probably about ten. Were you a believer in the buyer letter before we sent this? It's hard no, to. Never respond. Well, because they were all not real, right? The difference is, is ours are, it's a real person with a real message. And as you learn with marketing, the better the message, right? Like we went to, to Zillow this past week to learn how to improve our message on the radio. Because how is, how are these people selling, you know, $50 million from radio ads and we can't get the freaking phone to ring. It's about the message in your marketing in your words, just like the lead groups, like we're working on, it's always about the message that you are delivering to the people. So, we do the lead, you get 10 calls. How many letters did you send? I don't know, probably about 300. Okay, so, I didn't say two, anyone, okay. So let's say, all right, has anyone sent a just sold postcard to 300 people and got 10 people to respond? It doesn't happen, right? It, I mean, I sent, the Russell Shaw story that I tell, I sent 1,800 just sold postcards and got one phone call and was freaking ecstatic about it, right? Like, that's sick. It was. It cost me roughly 1,200 bucks to get that thing out the door. I got one call and I was pumped. This is 10 calls. Now, five of them are gonna be dead. Hell yeah. Right, but we have 10 opportunities of people selling a house and we're still not convinced that we should be leveraging more. So we go to the listing appointment. I walk in and, and Lisa's like buddy buddy with these people sitting on the freaking couch. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> she did.
did an awesome job. It was spectacular. Like we, I sit down and she's like, we want to live with you. I'm like, way to go, Lisa. <laughs> And oh, are they working with the realtor, Lisa? No, before that. Where's the yeah. telestates? Yes, they are. Oh. Right. Who are they working with? An agent in Sun City. Oh. Right. So if you ask them, if they say, I have a realtor, yes, they're buying with a realtor out there, but they want to work with someone local. Right, so do, are we interpreting when they say, because the question is, is when they say, I have a realtor, where do they live? Why are you working with them? Oh, they're from Sun City. Oh, your house is here, door open, right? I mean, they're gonna list with us. We get listing. Leverage. Leverage. This is by way. Okay. Did we already talk about Clay's carrots? We did. So we went to Zillow. Please know that everything that we're going to do over the next year is going to be about getting better at lead conversion. Lead conversion. The themes that we heard, because fortunately, Phil and I actually changed our plane, our flights up there, because we heard these two guys were speaking. One was Mark Spain, right? 440 million, his team does, out of Atlanta. Uh, they're gonna do 2,400 deals. Um, and then the other guy was by the name of Chris Lindahl out of Minnesota, and his team is gonna do 200, last year, 40 million, this year they're gonna do 650 deals. Um, Chris Lindahl's top agent on his team is gonna do 100 deals this year. A hundred years, right? So that is now my new goal for someone in this room. <laughs> yes, right? Their average agent does 40, the average agent, right? The difference between him and the CBOC team is he, he goes, first of all, if I haven't ever thanked you for being on the CBOC team, thank you. <laughs> I do appreciate y'all. I really do. And that reminded us that you are our client. Through and through. And he's like, you're looking at it wrong, son. He's like, they're not going to mail their database. <laughs> he goes, but the reality is, is that, he said, the brand will get them more. I was like, okay, what does that mean? He said, I don't even, my agents, they, they just, I know that they're, I just, when they come on the team, I'm like, I know you're not going to mail your people, so I'll just mail the CBOC, or I'll, I'll mail the Lindahl team. And then they're averaging 40 deals a year on average, right? Like that's a, we got one, maybe two agents out of 40, you know what I mean? Like doing, if the average on the team is probably 12. So the average 40 is, is wow, right? So I think this is the, the way we're going we're gonna to get to. Um, I think we, it, what he said, it was, it's the power of the brand as well. Because one thing that we noticed in listing houses, right? Why next year we're going to list a hundred million. That's exciting, right? We're going to list a hundred million. I mean, the, this year in October we listed fourteen houses, and we might even list one more today. I don't know, but we listed four houses, fourteen houses for eight point seven million. That was a decent month, right? Uh, Rudy, was that a good month of listing houses? Pretty good, right? I had never listed fourteen houses in a month, but I mean, the reality is, is this is going to go to twenty, or I think it's going to go to to even higher lengths because we're going to continue to execute this plan. But it means that everybody in here, because now um, I've given up my idea that I have to go. Holy shit, am I freaking nervous, right? <laughs> like we're in a listing meeting. Adam's like, we listed six houses this week. I'm like, 
holy effing shit. Like, I don't even know what I was going, right? Like, beautiful. But we had uh, Vicky Simler go without me. We had Adam go for Sharon without me. We had um, Aaron go twice without me and win. Like, yeah, baby! And for Sharon. Yeah! I don't really think so. That's right, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the lead groups is, is um, where we're going to go. Um, we are going to... Chris Lindahl was funny because Chris is like, why do you keep pressuring agents to follow up? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He's like, you guys keep beating your customers over the head. Meaning that you're my customer, I keep beating you over the head for follow up. So we, over the next year, this is the vision part of the meeting, right? Over the next year are going to build a massive inside sales team. Right, so Mark Spain was there. His inside sales team is 20 people. Wow, holy cow. To follow up for you when you fail. I mean, we're gonna have to keep following up now, but I mean, if we chase every lead, those that were here last week, we believe we chase every lead, we chase Jackie, chase no that lead, that we would, what? No, but if we did, do you oh. think you would sell more houses? Yes. yes. Right. Do you think that you're going to? There's the no way. <laughs> <laughs> We now believe that too. We yeah. now believe that too. This is the hard No, but the whole time I was thinking that we were gonna, you know, get you guys to follow up and finally when we got there I was like, oh, this like weight was lifted. Good. I we, you know, he's like, why are you to stop beating up on the agents? I mean currently we still have to continue to follow up until we get this team built behind us, but it's coming knowing that so that they'll follow up for you, right? And it's how there these guys are I mean it's how the Mark Spain team can do 2,400 deals because then the agents are just out closing deals. So the inside sales, I mean, that's where I would have the big question. Are they agents? Do they know that they salespeople? Because that's where you know, sometimes... It doesn't matter because you're not following up and they are. And the follow-up is more important than... They're going to flip it back out to you. They're not going to be selling houses. They're not going to be agents. They're going to be employees and we're going to tell them what script they're going to say because our biggest challenge is this. Right here. And we, we're trying to get you there now. Like, it's just like, how, how can we get you to be sitting at your desk? How can we get you to say the right script? Like, like we're in the lady read groups trying to get you to say the right things. And, you know, you're trying to outshow houses and schedule appointments and preview and do all these other things. And get and, to the lead within five minutes. Right. And it's just, you know, Mark Spain's average speed to lead is one minute and 22 seconds. Wow. Right? Ours is about two and a half hours. Yeah. So is the is this is the uh, follow up phone call what you would say is a ten dollar fifteen dollar an hour job that we would eventually be passing off because we have to do other things that make us more money? Yes. Oh. Yeah. No, it's because uh, we don't know which one's gonna pop. What did you say the follow up phone call? Because well, to me, it's actually that whole string of three months of what Jackie yes. did. I'm gonna call it that. Yes. Right? Like, Correct. it's fun because whenever, not. exactly, don't, like, no. that's minimizing the actual impact yes. that we need to make in order to close yeah, it's call, text, email, but it's also, parents, it's also what I find is every time I have a meeting, like the one that I have with Lisa, or the ones that I have with you guys when we have the, like, let's sit down and kind of hash these things. like that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I, when I dressed up this morning, I was like, I'm going to dress as my I'm pretty comfortable in this, he thought. Matt came in and was like, I'm glad to see the inner fill came out. I'm like, that's right. This is actually what I want to wear every day. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Making more money. Uh, well, I say that, I don't look at you, though. 
and I just know more carrots than the agents that I sit with. Right. I'm able to do right. So then let's scale that. In the buyer right. How do I scale that? Yeah. I scale that by having people that are designated to be sitting in this desk to have the carrots ready, and let's be strategic on how we're dangling it. Absolutely. I don't know. Has anybody gotten any uh, responses to any of the emails that we're starting to send that are different than the ones we used to send? Right? What's the difference? Scott and Stacy, both put your hand up. Stacy, what's the difference in the emails? Oh, well, I can't remember what they're like before, but the last one that you sent out that was pretty specific about a home coming to market, that one? Yes. Yeah. So then uh, I one, Scott? Back. Yes. Yes. So now the emails are, um, let's export everybody from Boomtown that's looking at Scottsdale between four hundred and $600,000. I got a $500,000 carrot, and now email those. Email just those 47 people this carrot. I want to do that at scale. And I totally agree, but I was just going to say that you said that you were going to have to do that because I didn't failed, you're not failing. failing. No, right. it, it, what Chris said is it's not failing, it's just a, it, it's just a terrible expectation okay. that you're just asking them to do things that they're just not, I mean, it's just oh, like, no. Dude, Elise, as a group, we have. Guilty as well, mm -hmm. right? I used to do lead follow-up, yeah. and I could not do the level of follow-up that Jackie did, she's not in the room right now, on all of our leads. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get to them. I had to cherry pick. Mm -hmm. That's just the definition for giving attention to those that you have. You only have a limited amount of time. Right. What we want to do is oh, let's have people out, right. that are going to blow this out. Let's follow. Let's turn our follow-up up and get you. The goal is because the majority of people in this room have sat in meetings with us and say, if you give me a lead, I can close it. Right? We all believe that. That's why we're here as agents, as salespeople. You give me a good lead and I can close it. Cool. We just so want to give you more of those. Now they set appointments for the agents. Right. right? This guy's ready to see a house, or this girl's ready to see a house, and then that's a, um, a ready Even when I go, what's your follow-up campaign for your archive? The people that are in archive in Boomtown, how often do you contact them? The majority of people in here, and you don't have to, I'm not asking for hands, is I don't. Do I want to stand up here and say, you got it, you got it, you got it. Wait, you're my client. Right? No. Cool. Let's take, let me take that off you. Let, let us do that for you. Because then when they come back up, you just convert them to an archive. Then when they bubble back up, here you go. Right? So when we see the agents that have success with doing it, I just want to be able to scale that. And it's hard to do that individually with every person in this room. But, wait, but it's going to be, a, I mean, it's a service that's going to benefit you. I mean, the idea is just that the thought that if we answer a buyer letter call, and then we record that address, and then we can dangle that carrot, right? Like, because right now we're seeing the buyer letter calls with agents, and like when we look at the sheet that everybody asks us to create for them, of the, but there's no more, there's very few being added to that sheet over, the, although we're sending out, you know, 4,000 buyer letters, right? Like, I have to think that, I thought that the list was going to be 400 by now of the dangle, right? Because, like, you guys get me? Hey, are you taking when you get a buyer letter call and adding them to the sheet online for the team aggregation? No, we're asking you to do too much. You can't, I mean, it's just, there's just, it's too much. So, um, the point today though is that the lead groups, we still got to get you good at answering the call even when the call comes to you once we get there, but we still have to fight the fight until we get to this point. But this is where we're going. I mean, it's uh, why we're gonna, uh, we're increasing our space at Realty One to a much larger size um, because we think that, I mean, 
I believe personally that like this year we're gonna do like eighty-five buyer sites for I don't know, roughly let's call it fifty million or sixty million for the CBAC team. Like next year the goal is to do 125 million. I think we're gonna do the goal is two hundred buyer sides next year. If not two I mean to me the number actually is two twenty-five. Like if you like I know that when we execute this better. We're going to win at a massive rate. All of you are going to win at a massive rate doing this. But then we just need to get people to On the homes and spreadsheets, the homes, I don't think it's not because you're asking us to do too much. You haven't asked us to do that. We haven't focused on that hardly much, have we? Honestly, I think that the dangle of yeah, the spreadsheet. It's important that we have that, but um, right. we kept up. So do you dangle the spreadsheet itself, or do you dangle individual properties off of it? Um, I try to angle individual properties off of it. Cool. Good. Anybody else? Individuals or the spreadsheet? Yeah, I said the spreadsheet. I think it's, I think it's valuable. Unlisted properties, I'm sure one of them is going to fit your needs. Yeah. I'll find you another. Right. Like, I think, I mean, to me, just the spreadsheet itself is dangleable. Right? And it lets you create a follow-up afterwards. Because if I have the property right then and then they want more information, I mean, you're going to still need to dangle that. You're going to have to contact the agent who added it to them and still follow up. Okay, we haven't asked, though, to answer your question. We, every time you get a buyer letter call, please add that call to that spreadsheet so we all can benefit from it. <laughs> like, was it not clear when I said these are all the buyer letters and you're accepting buyer letters? Like, you know, how, like, who added what? Right? Lots, of Lots of people, right? When we started, but we fall off, right? Like this is just the, but this is the advantage of the team is collecting this database. Um, so getting back to the, um, the inside sales, are we going to be assigned to certain people? Are they going to be assigned to certain people? Yeah. Back, back to my question for Mark Spain, right? We're sitting in the audience. I'm like, before, like we walk up, we get off the plane. This guy is like, I have like a little man crush on him, right? And by little, he means massive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be Russell, but we passed Russell, right? Like, so, you know, the goal was 300 million, and now that we're going to, you know, I'm going to do 20 more million or 30 more million than Russell this year, it's like, I need a new crush, right? So this guy's at 440. I mean, why not, right? Like, to me, the goal is 500 million. So we walk off the plane, and I walk up, and like I don't know how he's gonna respond. Like I've seen him twice. I saw him at Inman, and then we saw him at Inman again, and I'm like, he's like, <laughs> that's how we responded. I couldn't believe it. I was like, he's like, how's the kids? How's the family? And I was like, sweet, this is gonna go well. And anyway, so I'm like, I'm gonna pepper the shit out of you with questions when you're on stage. Are you okay with that? He's like, sure, no problem. So first question was, how would you, right? Like, how did you get to 20? Get to 20. He said, I hired one. Yep. Four. Then four, then eight, and then I hired a, a uh, guy that ran a call center of 100 people to run that department. And Okay, because it's, right. it's not like we're not going to. It's expensive. Sure. It's very expensive. And we've sucked at it so far. But we are going to be committed um, to making this happen. Okay, good. Any more questions about that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, we got to meet. All right, so we go to Zillow. We got Phil. Do you have your Facebook up? Who'd you do? I do. Who'd you get to meet there? Did everybody see Phil got people. to meet? Uh, do I want to go to my personal Facebook? Yes. <laughs> the answer is 
Bill Sexton. There I am. Aww. 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 <laughs> I didn't mean her there. <laughs> <laughs> Glassdoor.com. He's been on the board of Netflix when it was DVDs by mail. In okay, right. right? Yeah. His net worth is 400 million. According to the internet, it's 400 million. Right. So, uh, smartest guy in the room. So this guy, to me, is, this is the CEO of Zillow, right? Spencer Raskoff is the most public, high person not, at Zillow. But right. also not rich. But uh, Swap poll, top 200 people in real estate. Number one is this guy. The most important person in real estate today is this person right here, according to anyone that cares about real estate. Because they have 182 unique, million unique visitors to their website. I, I said that to somebody in a meeting, and uh, who was I went to the listing appointment, and he, the, the seller goes, that's half the United States. That's more than half. Oh. Okay, fair. <laughs>
doing today to be at a million dollar GCI in three years, right? Like, your, your time is limited. It changes your actions today to get there, right? I love this. number is 800,000. Is that what it is? Yeah, 900, somewhere in that range, so. Yeah. Um, but Zillow is coming out with some really exciting stuff. So um, one of the things that they announced was, because they've had this CRM tool, well, the 182 million visitors that they're getting, they said, well, if you put your people in, in Zillow's CRM and they accept you as their realtor, then when they go to Zillow, they'll only see your name. That's kind of exciting. Now, they have to accept it. But in the whole idea of, um, it was funny because Phil was talking, we showed you Rich Barton. There was three creators of Zillow. This guy, Rich Barton, the drunk guy that he was talking to. Spencer, he was drunk. And then this guy, Lloyd. Well, we talked to this guy, Lloyd, because we were at this premier agent forum, and we got to be in the executive suite and all this stuff. But this guy, Lloyd, told us like where the revenue comes from. And I'm pretty convinced that it's gonna, we're going to get a deeper partnership with them, because he's like, no, we get 71% of our revenue from realtors, and then we get 18% uh, of our revenue from mortgage people, and 10% from rentals. I'm like, oh, I like those numbers. I Meaning it's all real estate. Like, the idea, there's, there's a lot of people on the street are saying, oh, they're going to become a brokerage. And that's, no. They're, what they're looking is they're looking to build bigger partnerships with the larger teams to take over the world. But I love the, the things that they said um, up there. CRM because we were like, wow, do we just upload all of our customers in there? Right? Because it's kind of defense if they don't, you know what I mean, if they're not marketed to. Because the problem right now is our clients are, when they go there, there's three other agents on there in front of their faces. And we can get, you know, they admit that it's your, you know, as long as you make that connection, pretty interesting. Yeah, so anybody in here that advertises with Zillow, they expect your leads to go down, right? But Why would you do that? because they're trying to improve the quality. And so if I'm working with you, Mark, and then I go to Zillow next time, and I see these three agents here, and I click, I want more information about this property, and it takes me to Vicki, and then Vicki calls me, and I'm like, dude, I'm working with Mark. Right, but you said 74% of the revenue comes from agents. Yeah, but do you want to, would you pay more for a better lead? No, I said 83, but there's... I said, would you pay more? Would you pay more for a higher lead quality? Would you pay more for higher than quality, yes or no? Yeah. Yes. That's what they're banking on. Just keep that in mind. But if they say they're already working with him, but then what have you, you would love the opportunity to try to, on the flip side, win that person from the other race. No, you're talking to us. You're right. Yes, absolutely. So how is this all going to go? I don't know yet. We'll see. Of those 182 million people, how many of them said yes to being tied to an agent? I don't know. We don't know yet. Because he clicked on Zillow and talked to another agent who was in front of him when he wanted to see a house. If that was Alex's face in front of him, then maybe he would have just called Alex. Right? Meaning there's going to be the both sides of that argument. Zillow is playing a communication move right now. They want us to use their app. After we have communication with the people, the people next time they go to Zillow are going to be prompted with a survey on how you did, Elise. Right? 
where do you think Zillow's pricing is going to start coming from? <coughs> Those results, right? Are agents that do better, that give the Zillow user a better experience, do you think they're going to have to pay more or less? Less. Right. Right? Like, just, this is where we see them going. I mean, there's a huge play in the industry. There's three major leaders in the industry, okay? It is Zillow, Boomtown, and Fidelity National Finance, because they bought Sync, okay? Commission Sync. Commission Sync. Competitor of Boomtown. Which is a competitor of Boomtown. They also bought SkySlope, which is a transaction management system. They're also buying real estate brokerages under the FNF brand, right? They're playing defense against what Zillow's building. Right, because he who owns the lead owns the war, right? Like, it's about leads. And because the Zillow, you're taking your leads out of Zillow and then putting them in Boomtown, they're like, why, you know, they're going to go that direction. Well, it's even set up Zillow, like, if you make the phone call from it, you get the lead and you get the thing, you click the call, and it comes back. It reminds me of Boomtown a little bit. Did you make the call? Did you connect? Did you leave Well, that's message? our CRM. Right, yes. that's the CRM, so yes. it Yeah. And yeah. They, just, they just rolled out tasks in the Premier Agent app, so yeah. now you can set tasks yeah. to remind yourself to follow up with people. They are legit making a move. So that our, we've paid Boomtown, Boomtown does zero lead gen for us. It just costs us three grand a month to have their tool to use. Who do you think wants that three grand a month? Yeah. Zillow. Yeah, but if we get it and then we get revenue from it, it's like, maybe, right? Like, I don't know. We're not, nothing's changing immediately. We're staying with Boomtown. I mean, we're, we're, we're in bed with Boomtown 100%. So but, but the thing is, is their CRM tool sucks. Like, when we went from Infusionsoft to Boomtown, this is just me being honest with you, we lost a lot of functionality in the CRM tool. In the, the, I mean, the, the amount of dupes that we're creating and all this stuff, like the other CRM, you know. But the, the one thing that Boomtown has that Zillow didn't have is that you could see the history. Well, now in Zillow, when you have a lead that's in there, you can see everywhere they went. But they're going to reveal it to you inside Boomtown or inside Zillow. Like when you go to Zillow now, if you put a lead in, when you you can see everywhere they went, everywhere that Mary went, Mary went. <laughs> Mary wow. but, but, nice. but for us as as CR, we benefited massively this year. All of you did. We converted leads at twice the amount of rate because now we can see where the leads were. Like. You guys believe it more when I give you a, loop, a lead and they look at seven houses in Chandler, you're like, okay, that's a good lead. Right, same thing. But remember, Zillow has 182 million visitors. So therefore, meaning Boomtown only gets them if they come in there, the, the benefit of Zillow is, is that they're going to Zillow. So now when we go to partner up with our leads over there, meaning like I give you a lead and it's Dean Beach. And you put his email address in, and he also put that email address in Zillow. Now you can see where he went. Wow, because Boomtown doesn't have that. Boomtown only has the ones that, like, is it, I mean, when I'm going to listing appointments right now, and I'm asking people if they've been on Zillow, what, uh, Lisa, did the people last night we talked to, were they on Zillow? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is. Like, it's just, wow. They, they included an interesting stat that they get 75% of real estate related mobile traffic to one of their apps. All mobile user, 75% of all mobile users that are real estate related, they get to be on 75% of that traffic. That's a crazy number. 
Yeah. So um, this is why, but the, but ultimately, this is why we're increasing our relationship with them because they want to work with us, and we want to work with them. So I mean, it, it's just the amount of the highest league quality is out there. So um, fine. The uh, interesting. It's just the, the the power shift is on. So um, it's just. We're going to lead you in the right direction. So, any questions on that? I mean, I'm leveraging this relationship when I'm in listing appointments. I'm talking to them about I'm meeting with the CEO of Zillow, right? Like when I like that's a like you should be talking about. We're meeting with the CEO of Zillow. We're meeting with the founders of Zillow. They're like send it. Lloyd was like send us the changes that you want. Like the relationship is. is but then we, but then we get to 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 say whatever we want to say about our relationship with Zillow to the to the client, right? Because I used to say we've learned, and now I say they told me. Hold they... On, hold on, hold on. Oh, nice, awesome! It's a big door. Any photos? I just remember five years ago, it was like you know. When you talk to clients, it was all about anti-Zillow, when you were sort of putting it down, and they've done a really good job shifting the dialogue to, to be pro-agent. I just find that now the dialogue, because I've been in this meeting with you for five years. Five years, yeah. Uh, and so the shift in the conversation and how you're now sort of, you know, pro-Zillow and how you're, because again, the proof is in the numbers, right? And 882 million people are going there every month. You know, well, why, why, why Jake Thompson, right, who's on a brokerage here locally, he had the blog, phoenixrealestateguide.com. He got hired by Zillow to be their director of industry outreach. And he's the one that takes all the bullets online for people that hate Zillow. And so I kind of joked with them. I was like, are you, so you, if you do a good job, then you won't have a job. <laughs> and he was like, I've talked about that with my superiors actually. Yeah, like he's got to embrace the haters because that's what his job is. But I do see them turning more, but also keep in mind, where were we? The fucking Zillow conference, right? Like you're surrounded by 2,000 believers. We're on the beta program for the 3D tour. We're on the beta program for, you know. Instant offers. We're on instant the beta offers. They announced it. It's almost ready to come to Phoenix. I mean, they... The conversion rate to a listing appointment is 33% off of a lead. Is that good, Matt Dussel? From a lead to a listing appointment, 33%? I mean, the problem is, is we have to we're going to have to generate lots of CMAs, like 100 CMAs or uh, a month, 100 CMAs to get the 30 or 40 appointments that you all are going to go on. But we're on the lead of this program from Zillow because, I mean, <laughs> wow. Because they're talking to people, like they're everybody's out there, and they're it's free to them. They're offering it to free while they're visiting. When they come in their store, would you like this for free? Would you like an offer? Would you like a CMA? So but Mark Spain's team is the most reviewed team on Zillow. What are what are the guesses? How many? Six hundred seventy-five. Anybody else? I got 750. I got 750. We got 750. Who else? Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Twelve hundred. 1,250. Yeah, he told a story that last year at the Premier Agent Forum, him and another guy had 700 each. And the guy on stage said, first one to get to 1,000, we're putting you up in the nicest room in this hotel next year for this forum. He's like, my room this year is pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, contests. No, but this is where we're going, right? More contests on how we can get more Zillow reviews from each of you for all the clients. But uh, he's like, 
we used to send them five options to do a review. Now we just send them one option. And then we, we do a Zillow uh, client appreciation review parties. Wow. Yeah. Did you say, what? <laughs> We're still working on client appreciation parties. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's uh, because what we've learned, I think that why we're listing more houses is because of how we look online. Right? Well, well, is that because that's what Bill Pipes told you? That is what Bill Pipes told us. <coughs> yes, way to go. Bill Pipes is the uh, second to Tom Ferry. Tom Ferry has 45 coaches. Bill Pipes is his number two guy. So Tom Ferry did a presentation that included that and lots of other things that we, we talk a lot about. Oh, wait, wait a minute. The best Tom Ferry, like... He's a little bit, has anybody seen Tom Ferry speak? He's great online, but like in person, yeah. he is excellent in person and he works the crowd. And this, and so he's in this Q&A section. And when he speaks, he's like, he's like down in the row and he's talking to you guys and he, he's just very engaging in his presence. He was awesome. He was awesome. And so he's taking questions and this gal stands up and she goes, if you could give advice in one sentence for us, what would it be? And he goes, have more sex? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it got a pretty funny reaction. But like, oh, yeah, just, he's that kind of guy where it's just humorous the yeah. way that he presents. But uh, Bill Pipes talked about, um, it's funny because we're going to use some of this stuff in the lead group. Because he talked about the sales side of it where we talk, our pitch is just different than these people. That's why I think that long term we're going to coach a lot of people to do this because Tom Ferry had this big, uh, where he talked about what a team should look like, right, the diagram of a team, and it was, uh, you know, inside sales agents, it was, um, I can't figure it out. What is that, a Tom Ferry book you're looking at? No, no so, Yeah, he had this, uh, this was the pamphlet that they gave to everybody that signed up. Yeah. They gave a $25 gift card to the Zillow store. The Zillow Yeah, I bought a polo. Anyway, it was $22. If anybody wants $3, I'll know. Yeah. So he put, he put building the hub. This is how you build a team. He's got four boxes. It's, you know, for you to build your own team, you got to have culture and training. you got to have a TC. you got to have marketing, branding, tech support, ISAs, marketing, direct response, ops manager, sales leader. I mean, you need salespeople, salespeople all the way around it, right? Like... Um, this is just how he's teaching people to build teams similar to what we're teaching. Although I said to Phil, it's funny, again, at no point did anyone ever talk about how we sell a house for more money. It's just funny because that's our, our niche in the marketplace is that we do this and it's why we're, because we're, we're I, Phil came out with the word, I'm very excited because we're going to end the talk about uh, this section and go into the listing section of the meeting, but um, tradition to Jeff do the talk about uh, on the podcast. We're now publishing content, so I'm listening to one of the podcasts, and he talks about realtors. And when he talks about realtors, and he talks poorly about realtors, it, when you're listening to it on the podcast and you don't know Jeff, you're, you're almost like, isn't this guy a realtor? Like, and then he's talking about. Hey, he's throwing under the bus every other yeah, word. Yeah, it was a little bit confusing. So I said, you got a name. Those people, right, right. So, so we came up with uh, Phil came up with, and I've now said it uh, a few times the word traditionalists, 
And now I say, you know, the traditional companies like Remax and Keller Williams, right, which is 99%, meaning they all follow the same beat. They're all talking the same way. And we just do things a little bit different in a lot of ways than what they do. But it's, I mean, we've grown a thousand percent in the last six years, and that's what I tell them. Because the last time I was in this class, but now I'm using it more and more, I go, I don't know. The reason why I call them traditionalists is because their top agent does 60 million. Their top team, meaning Russ Lyon Sotheby, depending on where I'm at. If I'm in the Southeast Valley, I'm like, you know, Keller Williams top team, right? The, locally, because what happens is they break out of the, as soon as they get to 70 million in, in an area, they go to another, another state to get bigger. Because they, they don't, they, their model can't get bigger than 70 million or uh, the tenant cost is probably going to do, you know, 80, 90 million locally here, which is still very, very good. But that's how I'm explaining it: is their model is limited, our model is not. So, because we 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 have to to win. Differentiate yourself. We have to. This is our ISP. This is our, our USP. Our, our unique selling proposition. Because um, we'll talk about the stuff that they talked about in the, in the lead groups, but. Um, all right, let's get on to the list there. Just in, honestly, I have, so we have a, a listings manager. Her name is Adam Wagner. It's Terry's son. <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, dude, I'm slammed. <laughs> I've never had a listings manager tell me that we have too, too much business that it's like, like I had to give him, I, yesterday I, I got Amy Joe on her team to help him process because he has to go out and he has to do the, the input sheet and we have to get, you know, we have three stagers and, you know, they're, wow, this is exciting. I'm, uh, so Aaron, the one that you text us about that we didn't know about. Sorry. Oh, yeah, great job. The second one. What, what, what was the lead source of that one? Um. So the math on it is, can we go uh, up, not down? 
Where's the math? Right, because in doing Chris Lindahl's idea in trying to help agents, because I feel like, all right, who sent the Beth Mailer? There's the math, Terry. Oh, nice. Who sent the Beth Mailer? One, two, three, four, five. Me? Six. I Vicky is not here, but she did seven. Ooh. Seven. Ooh, What's who guessed seven? Who guessed seven? Yeah! Wait, there had to be somebody else. Somebody, there had to be somebody else. Somebody <laughs> raise their hand. Yeah. Seven! Right, because the guess was on the podcast, on the, the, the how many of the 40 agents would send the letter, right? I think this is why we're going to go with the Crystal Doll, is because the other 33 of you didn't send the letter, right? But, you, but the reality is, is you're not marketing to your people, right? But what we've learned with Elise Faye is that she promotes the brand the most and she's growing the fastest. Meaning that because Eric Walbot on our team doesn't promote the brand and he's still trying to win a deal every single day. He's still trying, like he doesn't have the, the, the past client referrals that Elise has and now doing five deals, six deals, seven deals, but it's because she consistently mails now, because Aaron's consistently mailing, right? Like, it's just this is where it's gonna go. But So for those of you that are not doing it, I think that we're gonna to have to add this aspect to it. But the reality is, is what Chris said to us, he's like, just so you know, they're never gonna mail people. Let's just be honest. Hey, be honest, that's So, uh, but the idea is, is because he said, um, he has a guy that's gonna do 100 deals, because when, when, when the person joins their team, they say you gotta submit a list of 100 people, and then they mail them with the, with the team branding mail to those people, and he has a guy that joined his team two years ago, he's gonna do 100 deals this year. Right, because that person's just focused on he's selling houses. But he said, his gross is his net. So then I was like, okay, well, how much is this guy really making? And, well, when you do the math, uh, 100 deals, if it's just CBOC leads, you get $250,000 in commission. That's uh, based upon a 50-50 split. And then if he does um, 350K off of... Uh, his, uh, 50 deals, oh, 50 deals of Seabach and 50 deals of his own is the way that I have seen deal versus right off of our deals he would make 100 deals yeah there you go so he makes 500,000 on 100 deals does anyone want to make a does anyone write down 500,000 yeah yeah right like that that's just what it is because it's like after we try and beg you and beg you to do things it's like stop asking you to mail you because you're not going to do it Right? Now, if it's half, meaning the average person does 40 deals, that means the average person's making 200,000. Pretty dang good, right? Like that's, like it's, it's just a different way of looking at the, the whole idea. All right, that's why I think we're gonna start to move that way. Let's go to the bottom, some of things. Um, so Aaron, Aaron, so Alex, you went on a deal for Sharon, Sharon left? Sharon went on a deal for me. Sharon went on a deal for you, awesome. What you, was the lead source? Uh, it was Hotel Right? Jen, Jenny said it was the first lead to get a um, appointment from however it was marketed. An address only converted. Oh, oh no shit! Yeah. yeah. Sweet! Is it going to CMA packet or a letter? Uh, CMA packet. Yeah. yeah. So what we have is we have people that come to the website 
but don't give us their information. They just give us an address. Right? Like, don't contact me. What did the police that we were at last night? They're like, we like to snoop. We don't like to give her information. That's what this is. We're the community fill out an address, but do you chase a lead when they just give you an address? No, but we send a packet, right? Like, if you go back to the so CMAC process, we send a CMA to that lead. Blinded. Yeah, we have been to that. So, that's the whole evaluation. So, yeah, you see this exactly. So, you type in your address, you click next, and then it's like, great, who are you? And then abandon, right? They leave. Well, they don't tell you who they are, right? Not even fake info, they leave. So then we had an, somebody typed in an address here is all we have. So then we mark it to that address. It's just a low conversion because I got no secondary piece of information that that is the address. Because when I come to this form, I'm going to type in my neighbor's address to see what comes next. <laughs> right? <laughs> So actually, I have, actually gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to type in my whole street address, all my street addresses on here, just so that we market everybody on the street. Oh, how funny. But uh, because I send my theory, because I'm willing to risk more money chasing shit than you guys, is that I'm sending CMAs. Because I know what we have been doing is we've been blanketing the world with CMAs. And I know that that shit's going to come home over time. Because when they get that packet at their house, I mean, unfortunately, we were working in the north house of the city, when we go down to the south half of the city, I believe that we're going to sell a lot more houses because the north half of the city is underwater still. Um, okay, good job, out. And, and she won. The list—it's very hard to get a hold of the actual owner of the house, so we're still. But at least to the point where I never talked to the guy. Like this is where we're going. Like you guys are going to go out and do it. You're going to follow the process. So Hope had one down in Chandler, so we go out and visit, visit with that, and now I'm going back for the second appointment because Hope had, uh, is newer to the team. Um, but then Vicky did one of your lead source. Oh, our lead source was a sign call. A sign call, because the, the neighbor, even though he didn't go to our website, he just called his number on the sign, and it went to Hope, and then she set up the appointment, and then we went down there. Um, Vicky, where are you here? this process, because I don't know if you guys are, I mean, assuming that you don't have a strong way of keeping a database, is that we think that if it comes into the team, then we'll be able to follow up better than we are currently, and why that will lead to a lot more business. Courtney's cousin. Ryan Madrid, Ryan Madrid, is that yeah. 
What's it? Marks. Marks. Ryan Marks. Why do we get a check? So that we know where we should be spending the most money. Yes. Yes. That is the hard. This is. Who thinks the market's going to turn? Ever. Right. <laughs> right. It's gonna come. It's gonna happen at some point. So, what avenues do you? Where do you start saving money? If you don't track lead sources, if you don't track where your leads come from that actually close and you make commission dollars on, and how much commission dollars come from those lead sources, then you don't know what that answer is. We think it, we all think it, right? Oh, I'm going to continue doing this because I know this works. But when you track the data, sometimes different things come, different things show themselves. So yeah, we're on it now. this is, we're, we are on this very, because we want to invest our money wisely. I mean, we chased a lot of different resources, but when the, I mean, so far this year, we've listed uh, 94 houses, so far. What percentage of the houses do you think we sold? I'm sorry, what percentage of the houses do you think um, we closed versus canceled? Right, this is our, what do you call it, self-invasion? Yeah, 75 percent, does everybody know that? Like, what are the houses? Not excluding the current ones that are still listed. Which ones that are listed this year do you think we sold versus how many canceled? Like when I look at Jason Mitchell's numbers, when I look at Lisa Lucky's numbers, the number's like 70%. One minute. After one minute. after a year, it's 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 lower because you, you you still have a lot of listing. Right? So so far this year we've closed of the ones we listed uh, 56. Okay? And we had five cancel or expire. So that's roughly 90%. Except that uh, I own three of the houses that were on that list. <laughs> so, so overpriced owners. <laughs> yes, and the other one we relisted. So we only had one house that we listed that expired or canceled, meaning that when we follow our process, like what is the process that we follow? Is uh, right there. Like this is the process, right? Make an office up here. This yeah, there you go. Yes. This process for listing houses is working massively. Right? When you think of, you know, Walt Danley's 23% of selling 23% of the houses he lists, right? When you think of, uh, let's call it uh, Del, Del Round, right? Sells 50% of his houses. Right? Like, hey, we're just doing it differently than everybody else is doing it. But it's working, right? Because the whole idea of listing a house is to get it to sell. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. Questions, Terry? What was the percentage that we sell? Right now, so far this year, it's been 98%. Now, we still have houses that are listed that may not sell. I mean, I still, I got people, here's the thing is, I'm going out there, this guy's name, his name is George Garad. I listed his house, right? And he didn't listen. And what I learned is that when they don't listen, they blame us. And that's the hard part about it. I still, in my new world, I'm taking this listing even though I want. Because he's, I said, you know, his, his aggressive price was 550, his, his passive price was 585. He listed at 625. He didn't stage the house. Like we gave him safety advice, he's like, fuck you guys, like just put the house on the market, it's gonna sell. Right, I got a great house. I told him to get rid of his brass, I told him to get rid of his shit, and he's like, just put, you know, you're gonna, you know, we've driven 120 people through his house. Wow. Is it us or is it right? like they're like what's the game, right? When I go when I take over agents when I take over listings from agents, 
the number that I hear from how many people is typically not more than 20. Like, how many people did you have come through your house over a six-month period of time for luxury listings, for lower price, maybe, maybe it's 40. But how, what we do just generates the most traffic through that door by typically three or four times. It might even be five times in a lot of cases. I tell people I'm listening to it's three times because if I told them five times, they wouldn't believe us. They don't realize that the other... Because all other people are doing is just trying to put a house in MLS and let... Right? Their goal is just to get a listing, stick it in MLS and let it try and sell because the market's really hot. The reason why the number's high is because the market's high, not because we're that better. It will be less than that. But it is when you're in a listing appointment saying, we sell 98% of the houses we listed this year. It's not us. Right? Like the only reason that it's not going to sell is because it's overpriced. That's it. So. Now that Kathy and Lazarus just walked in, that's a wrap. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to this edition of Real Estate 2020, a series by Seabach Team, Realty One Group's number one real estate team. Make sure you stay up to date by following us on SoundCloud.com forward slash real estate 2020. That's the number 20 and number 20 again. You can also follow Seabach for more tools, resources, information, and so much more at Seabach.com. That's S-I-B-B-A-C-H.com and too many listings.com as well as follow us on all major social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and lastly, make sure you review us on SoundCloud to share with your friends and stay up to date for the latest episodes for real estate 2020. We'll see you next time.